We wish to advise that due to recent oversaturation, this episode will contain no mentions of a certain parkrun location that does not have a beach section. Used to, but does no longer. Just to be clear. We thank you for your understanding. to episode 369 of the Parkrun Adventures podcast, a podcast about life, if your life is all about parkrun. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. And I am Ollie Spake and I'm joining from Dharawal country. I hope it's a lot cooler at Dharawal country than it is here in Meltown because, wow, we got a heat wave down here. Yeah, I was chatting to my sister yesterday, Mel, and she said it was very hot um and she was wishing she could go back to india um, (laughs) where she was recently in the north of india it was uh a very very cool i think it was minus two degrees oh wow yes uh 37 here today and uh so i've got the windows open because i absolutely could not shut up this little office for sound purposes and sweat my way through the recording so the windows are open we've got ambient noise of um the neighbours' cars and children and birds and stuff, never mind. It's not a caravan park, though, Mel. <laughs> so it's all up from here. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of up, we've got, we've got a bit of an undulating podcast episode this week, would you say? Oh, just a little bit. We're going to be covering a range of topics, which I'm sure wouldn't be news to the listeners. That's right. Yeah, none of it's news to the listeners whatsoever. Oh, some of it might be, actually. <laughs> Let's lead straight into that. Let's rip off the Band-Aid, Ollie. Drop your bomb. Oh, wow. Um, yes, it was me editing the pod notes last week. Yep, there we are. <laughs> you have it here. Um, couldn't resist. Uh, fair credit to Inverloch for being close to the best beach in Australia. But um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had yeah, our disclaimer, you're talking about the combo. Sh- <laughs> there will be none of that tonight. Oh, yes, that's right. We're not saying the name. We're back to Voldemort Park Run. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, the other news that you've the got other to tell news. the community. Yes. I do have some other news to share. And, uh, yeah, look, I'm not sure it's too much of a surprise. Uh, oh, sorry. How do I put it? Yeah, I'm not sure it, it um, you know, would have gone unnoticed that I, I have stepped away from time to time um, with some great support from yourself, especially Mel, but uh, the whole crew, the whole Level 2 crew. But, um, yeah, I'm going to be stepping away a bit more substantially than that. And uh, what that means is uh, I will be stepping down in the not-so-distant future uh, from being a regular host of this wonderful podcast and being connected in that way to this beautiful community. I have notes. They're scribbled all over paper, not post-it notes this time. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, true to, true to style, it's completely illegible, illegible and all over the place. But, um, yeah, I think with the, with, the, with the couple of years we've had, it has been an incredible time. And I, I couldn't have imagined when you first invited me to, uh, to give it a go, Mel, uh, coming from a person who basically has attended every single event at a palm bar the first, sorry, bar option A of the first 
Palm Friday Frio <laughs> or Frito, depending on which pod host you ask. Um, yeah, I was I was the introvert. I was the quiet one, sort of sitting away there. So uh, when I was asked to host the pod, uh, I think you know that that was something that um, yeah, something I, I was uh, a little shocked at the idea of. Uh, but as I thought about it more, and and certainly as a long, long time listener, um, I thought about it and I listened, and I thought, yeah, I want what they're having. <laughs> Holly. <laughs> And, um, yeah, we'll get to that later, folks. But but suffice to say, I, I think, you know, I, I could rattle off a whole lot of reasons why I love the pod, you know, in particular the community. And I know that in, in our time co-hosting with one another, Mel, and, and certainly more recently um, with our other regular co-hosts, Simon and Toc, and all of the other wonderful hosts that have stepped in, the pod has evolved. It's evolved from the pod that I, I fell in love with, you know, uh, with um, Scotty and Mel, um, and I've fallen in love with this pod. And I've loved that in particular how connected it's made me feel to the adventurer community. Um, you know, and, and for me, I think that you know, that was a, a big, big plus when we took over you know, during the COVID period, um, you know, speaking to people around the world, whether it was you know, through their experiences, their efforts, their inspiration story, inspirational stories, uh, or even just a bit of a connection, you know, with our naughties and, and, and touching base and, and holding one another up as we needed. Um, I think, you know, that, that gave me a huge boost and a motivation that's taken me up mountains. But the, I, I think the, the, the desire to, the desire to adventure is still there. My list is longer than ever before. Uh, it's just the capacity isn't quite there. And, um, you know, I've got, great reasons in having a busy, busy time with some um, very active young uh, budding park runners. At least that's how I like to see them. Um, but, yeah, it is It is making that, that juggle just that little bit more difficult and, and sadly that means, yeah, I've just got to make a few adjustments. Um, but hopefully I won't be too far. No, and so... I think we should let the listeners know that your plans are to finish up around the time of Palm. So we will still have you regularly up until yes. Palm and um, up until one episode past Palm we'll still have you for. <laughs> and the plan is, of course, for Simon and Toc to um, record more frequently. So they'll both do two episodes a month. And you're going to come back and guest host with me when uh, there is a fifth Monday in the month. Yeah, call me the blue moon, <laughs> the bench player. Um, <laughs> so I think the Ferrari needs to get parked up. <laughs> We're all in the minibus. And we, we got Uber. An Uber. Uber, yeah, Uberpod. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> Uberpod. Uberpod. It is. But um, look, and and thank you for continuing to have me, Mel, and uh, everyone listening. I'm not sure you've, sure you've got much of a choice except to just not listen when it's me. <laughs> but um, but yeah, as as someone that doesn't necessarily want to step away from hosting, um, yeah, it's a it's a decision I wouldn't take lightly, and it's something I've been thinking about for a long time. You know, going through obviously the ups and downs of life and, and trying to sort of find that magical balance that we all seek. But, um, yeah, keep the stories up and uh, I'm sure I'll get a chance to thank all the many, many names that I want to thank at some stage. Oh, you can do a farewell tour, Ollie. 
<laughs> can I come to Toowoomba? Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, you better be there. I yeah, I've booked. I'm booked. You know how I dread that live recording. I'm. Ugh, we need you. No, that's fun, and and even even. <laughs> Even with how paranoid I feel in in second guessing and 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 many many more times second guessing whether I've pressed the button, <laughs> and we did decide not to go with the shock announcement. Mm. We have decided to come clean and let the listeners know that this is what's going to be happening, and you you're not going right now, but you're going to be going in a couple of months, and so that's a very deliberate decision to let you all know and. Uh, yeah, that gives everybody the opportunity to um, write in and tell us how much you love Ollie. <laughs> we might get some emails. Yeah, <laughs> one and a half maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, but Mel, I think, yeah, as we said, uh, there there are a few things to get through in this week's pod and, and pretty importantly is um, how was your parkrun day? Oh, well... Funny you should ask that, Oliver. You actually know how my park run day was because I was in your neck of the woods. I ventured up to North Wollongong Park Run. Now, I'm going to take a stab that it's on mm-hmm. Darawal country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love coming uh, to a area where I see the traditional name and I know it. I feel very yes. pleased when I know the traditional name. Anyway, it was event 265 and it was indeed my 39th event in New South Wales. Pretty proud of that. I had the pleasure of Friday night dinner and a beach walk with the lovely Becca Bailey uh, who had tipped you off, Ollie, as to my visit as I don't think I'd really told many people that I was coming until I announced it at the end of last week's episode, which you hadn't listened to probably. <laughs> No, <laughs> he's giving me wide eyes, everybody. Eventually. <laughs> uh, so it was much appreciated that you were able to join us at North Gong and run with me. And uh, didn't we just get the best synchronised zoomy shot? I liked it. Quite apt. I think we pulled it off. Yep. Yeah, it was really good. But I digress. I was delighted to have Andrew and Eva Blander turn up and mm. knocked off Andrew's Nendi, as well as Paddy Oshimo, who changed plans last minute and although not his shirt. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much has been discussed in the past about North Wollongong, Ollie, but perhaps you'd like to give the listeners a course description. I'd love to. Uh, so North Wollongong uh, <laughs> does not begin or end in North Wollongong, but uh, it did once upon a time. It, it uh, begins and ends at the Ferry Meadows Surf Club, uh, which is the next suburb north of North Wollongong, um, just Along the beach track from the beach itself at the surf club, it begins on grass, hooks around the surf club and heads through what's known as Pucky's Estate, which is a rather sandy, I don't know what you describe that that track as, but I'd call it. It's almost like foreshore scrub. Yeah, foreshore scrub. That's a good description <laughs> uh, with a nice touch of, of sand. Um, and, and it is relatively narrow. So with the numbers that they do get currently, fantastic numbers, it means you're... Um, you're you're in you're in the thick of it um, for the first chunk there, but um, it heads 
south through Pucky's Estate before it goes across a boardwalk and bridge uh, with a lovely outlook over the lagoon. Uh, incidentally, the very same lagoon where my wedding reception was. Mm. Uh, as you um, you turn out and you run around Stewart Park across the grass, uh, eventually to North Wollongong Surf Club. So it's really the surf club to surf club trot. Uh, you turn around there and return from where you have just park run. Thank you. So we were amongst... So we were amongst a crowd of 361, which is a little more or a little less than average, but we can't bring you the statistics anymore. Too soon, Mel, too soon. Afterwards, we had brunch at the North Break Cafe in Wanoona, followed by a swim in the sea pool at Balambi. How am I going with my pronunciation? Fantastic. Thank you. And, of course, we also caught up for dinner at the Waterfront Tavern with Cathy and the girls, which was the perfect end to a fabulous day. Yeah, yeah. No, and uh, it was an absolute pleasure to spend that time with you, Mel. Um, I jumped the gun to how was my park run day because it was great. It was <laughs> it was great to to get to enjoy not only brunch but but the catch up later on with you. Um, yeah, you know, I, I spent the day you know, with largely with the family, especially with Hannah and James, and uh, they were you know spur of the moment inclusions to dinner as well. So um, yeah, you certainly know how to draw, draw a good crowd there, Mel. And, um, you know, spur of the moment, um, yeah, it was a, a lovely one. Uh, Tone probably went down with our um, card game later on. But, uh, <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. <laughs> Do we tell the listeners we played Cards Against Humanity with your young children? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, the, the the explanation here is that there is a supposedly a family version of Cards <laughs> Against Humanity, uh, which yeah, I suppose replaces the general innuendo in Cards. Not not all of it, I'd say, but that most of the ge- the explicit innuendo of Cards Against Humanity that I I believe exists. So I've never played it. I may have played it once, uh, oh. but <laughs> but it replaces it with toilet humour really and uh, <laughs> and other pop culture references. So uh, yeah, it was an interesting game, and naturally the kids won. Hmm. They did. They absolutely did. No, so that's another high, and uh, we're going to head down again. Now. I think we call this a low. Yeah. It's news and discussion, <laughs> and look, uh, I suppose we've we've had some discussion around how to how to approach uh, this particular discussion that has been the the focal point of the parkrun world uh, for the best part of the last half a week as of the time we're recording. So I think if we begin with a bit of a recap, I'll I'll do my best to (laughs) explain with a bit of context of what's happening, but I am sure that the majority of our listeners would be familiar, so I'll try and keep it fairly brief, but uh, I'll... um, yeah, I'll I'll kick us off, Mel, and um, and say that uh, yes, on Thursday the eighth of February, a change was made to Parkrun Country and Event Pages. Uh, removed from these pages were several records pages in the results sections, as well as other record attendances and statistics from the footer of event pages. We were aware that communications via the ambassador network and thanks to the many volunteer ambassadors for their um, efforts uh, then and as always on the day um, did reach out about this change um, as it had been made. But subsequently, uh, as in the following day, an email was distributed to event teams containing an explanation from Parkrun HQ and an apology And I will spare us the full quote, but it did say uh, to our ambassadors and event teams, 
recognising that many had noted the change, and I quote, we had absolutely intended to let you know of these before they went live and allow for questions. However, a leak of the information and missteps in our internal processes have meant that these changes haven't played out in the order we would have hoped, nor have they happened in a way which we are proud of. We strive to be world-class and are truly sorry that the information cascade has failed on this occasion. Yeah, and I suppose I'll refer to Parkrun HQ's um, communications update uh, that came out with that and, and went live shortly thereafter. Um, within that, it did quote, um, we know that our websites are an important source of information for all parkrunners, especially those who are new and yet to take part. And we therefore established a global working group to consider how we can present data in a way that is not off-putting and doesn't imply that parkrun is a race. So this project um, that was launched covered Parkrun's global website, national websites and event websites for both 5K and junior Parkrun and considered feedback from a range of people, including those who had signed up with Parkrun but not participated, those who had participated once, and from a range of regular participants. This project group had spent many months now making detailed investigations and recommendations. What was clear is that there was a disconnect between the performance data displayed so prominently on the site and our mission to create opportunities for as many people as possible to take part in parkrun events, especially those who are anxious about activities such as parkrun, but who potentially have an enormous amount to gain. Based on the conclusions and recommendations of the project group, we will no longer publish data such as most first finishers, sub-17 men and sub-20 women, and age grade or category speed records. Alongside these, as part of our ongoing data protection improvements, the search function has been removed. Uh, it does go on to explain what doesn't change, but uh, I suppose from that, worth noting, Mel, that we are aware that a subsequent change has seen that uh, pages such as the most events table have also been unable to be accessed. So as of Saturday so far and as of time of recording, uh, if you go to the most events page, at least the Australian one, I believe, it does tell you that an internal error has occurred. And uh, please wait a short while and try again. Parkrun Australia, almost done. Parkrun Australia has of course, um, sent out further communications uh, to its volunteer network, acknowledging the disruption uh, the changes have caused um, and that they are endeavouring to follow up with HQ to address that information and some of the other inquiries and, and varying information out there and endeavouring to respond as soon as they can. And can I once again direct our community to our friends at the With Me Now podcast and the well-considered and insightful views of Danny Norman and Nicola Forward. While we are primarily a podcast about parkrun adventuring, we realise that from time to time decisions occur that may impact our community and there may be an expectation for us to report them and offer our opinions through our personal lens. While I'm unsure what I can add to this conversation, I will say that I agree with what Danny said in his Facebook Live on Friday about finding a way to change your participation. I will admit that the removal of the most events list initially caused me to feel wounded. This is due in part because over the last year and a bit, I've enjoyed seeing myself climb that list and I used an increase in my parkrun tourism to cope with my recent marriage breakdown. 
The small achievement of climbing the ranks brought me happiness at a very low point in my life and I do lament that if the removal had occurred perhaps 12 months earlier, my reaction would have been a lot stronger. It would have injured me greater. And while I've come a long way over the last 12 months, thanks in part to patient friends and good professional support, and I can acknowledge that I can indeed continue to tourist and have adventures without seeing myself climb an arbitrary ladder, there will be other people out there in situations where the loss for them feels overwhelming and they cannot conceive how their experience at Parkrun can ever be as enjoyable. My example is specific to the removal of the most events list and I acknowledge that the removal of the other statistics will have equal effect amongst our friends. Humans tend to resent change. Why? This is a philosophical question beyond my realm of expertise. Generally, I try to be aware that change can often be good. It can force us to deal with what is lost and realign our course. This may sound dramatic, but I can promise you one thing. Purpose and fulfilment comes in many shapes and sizes. It is not one size fits all. Above all else, to both yourself and your fellow park runners, be kind. Um, so, mm. like, that's just my take yeah. on this, Ollie. I, this is just my was my initial reaction and how I felt compelled to address the topic. I also wanted to add that I feel in Parkrun's obsession to be seen as inclusive to the wider population, the pendulum has swung too far in that direction to the point where fast runners are now starting to feel unwelcome. And hopefully, as is usually the case, time will see a correction and a happy middle ground will be found because we don't we don't want anybody to feel that they're not included. And and it was those faster runners doing time trials that were the initial motivation for this organisation that we love to be born. So, you know, we have to find a way or Parkrun needs to find a way to keep it all and not throw out the baby with the bathwater. I think that's an excellent point and, I mean, I could say that of many things you have said, Mel, and I don't think it's um, a surprise because I do agree with a lot you say on a general basis. But uh, I guess first and foremost, absolutely acknowledge and, and have heard and and, and, and really um, have shared a lot of the feelings of, of, you know, many of the people who have reached out, who have shared um, uh, their concerns, their reactions uh, to the changes, and and I acknowledge, you know, with the distinctions you made, that yes, anyone can be at a point in their life where, you know, something brings something meaningful, um, and and that's a very personal thing um, that that lifts us up and connects us, and for that to change out of our control can be something that that really is. You know, quite damaging to to our state of mind in that environment. I mean, you know, as you said, I, I've absolutely been through times and experiences as well where, you know, if it weren't for Parkrun, I wouldn't necessarily say in my case the most eventsless because I'm always going to be at 50. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but if it wasn't for Parkrun, for the community, for the pod community and for professional help, of course, um, then, you know, the, then, you know I, I too am sure that I, w- I would feel uh, wounded in the same way you describe it, and I'm sure right now there are many people that feel that way. Whether it's because they're in that that position, uh, whether it's because you know this this is something that that gives them a huge lift, a huge up and drive. Um, and I think, yeah, in acknowledging 
really the foundations of, of Park Run, you know, those behind the time trials and, and those behind many of our events, you know, a, a certain event, uh, a pretty fantastic beach park run that I know, um, you know, that was founded with the great support of of the Kembla Joggers running group and other running groups. And, and it's been people that have uh, had that motivation that have been there as volunteers and continue to be there for so many events. And, and I suppose, you know, in my line of work, um, you know, we've got, you know, personas as a way of describing, you know, different customer types or, or different um, different individuals, different groups that enjoy um, a particular experience, in this case, Parkrun. And, and Parkrun has many, many personas. And, and yes, it's, it, it is there because I've... <laughs> Uh, as we were talking before the pod, I was looking through the the five year strategy. You know what 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 has Parkrun said that that maybe was leading to this? You know, out of curiosity, and and it, it is stated there that you know that that the focus is very much on ensuring that that they can maximise or emphasise um, you know the accessibility of parkrun to people of all ages and genders who are inactive and less active and lower states of health, living in areas of social deprivation, in custody or in contact with the criminal justice system. Um, but, yes, there are other personas. You know, the, the, there's the likes of, you know, let's say Muriel, who's in the 80 to 85 age group and, and those you know, age-grade records are a key motivator um, and, and that's a... a you know, that's a, a yardstick from Ural because that's what um, offers just that, that little bit of extra motivation um, that, that, that brings Mural to, to a park run, but isn't necessarily the same motivator for others. Um, and you've got, you know, your aspiring park runners, you've got, you know, your, as I say, your volunteers, and, and they all find something different in park run that, that, makes them want to take part so yeah i really do feel that um it's it's skewed and as you say it has tipped so to to grow and evolve obviously change has to occur Mm. and it's just seems unfortunate that to open it up to that wider demographic that it's going to be at the expense of a smaller demographic and you know surely there's ways that that we can look outside the box like like let's just leave the parkrun pages mm. very basic but let's create something on the back end that the passionate people can access let's still have that information there i know they're saying it's still there and it's in your results mm. email mm. But yes give it to an app mm. let there be an official app where people can can still have that experience if they choose to opt in. You don't have to. If you're not competitive, you can stay away. But, like, surely there's surely there's ways that Parkrun can be innovative and, and still provide what that part of the original running demographic really loved about it. And, yeah, I could feel with both of us you know, that there is that that strong desire we'd like to see you know a, a solution that that supports those individuals and of course we we understand the context you know park runs a volunteer organization it's 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 a not-for-profit it's 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 a charity um and you know effort is is wholly dependent on a number of factors but you know i i, I suppose with with an example like that mel i really like that 
you know, that notion that there are different ways of, of delivering that information. And, and you know, I suppose we, we haven't seen the response and we've um, some of us <laughs> have seen an apology for the way that it was approached. And, and I think, you know, to be perfectly honest, I think, you know, that that communication error and, and that mistake that, that Parkrun has acknowledged in some forums is, some, is what has been particularly harmful. Um, so I suppose it's it's the where to from here. And I think from, from Parkrun's perspective, it would be great to see that sort of open conversation and, and all of these insights, you know, invited and, and potentially feeding you know, ideas like you're, you're highlighting there and other innovative ideas that others would have. I mean, we've got... <laughs> We've got over nine million park runners. There's a lot of brains involved mm. here, um, and yeah, I think to to maintain that level of connection, um, it would be great. And, and I guess it would also be great to see that matched by people's feedback, constructive feedback, because um, I know for a fact, you know, when you put out surveys, the response rate is is not quite there, um, and and focus groups and whatnot. So. Yeah, that the, the challenge there may be making the connection, but it would be great to see that discussion and dialogue come through because you know um, we whether we like it or not, um, we, we've we've been through an experience together. We have different perspectives, um, and now moving forward, we still uh, some may not share my feeling, but I, I still want parkrun. I still want to volunteer, and I still want to make and and contribute to people feeling welcome. Um, and I'd love to see a solution. Yeah, we need a giant whiteboard and lots mm. of sticky notes. <laughs> let's let's sort this out, adventurers. You can help us. Let's put let's put a plan together. Ollie Ollie's got the whiteboard. He can. I've got the whiteboard. He can do yep. all those diagrammy stuffy things. I just come up with the good ideas. <laughs> but there's also some Absolutely. misinformation out there. Now we need to address this, Ollie, because that was mm. referred to, I believe, by Parkrun Australia that there's some misinformation that they need to address. Now, mm. um, I was made aware of something today that I believe is misinformation, and that came to me in the suggestion that Parkrun had deliberately removed the name of a runner who'd run sub-17 and that this was now going to continue, that they didn't want um, names to anybody who couldn't run sub-17. Now, I think this is misinformation because it's the sub-17 results list that's within mm. the Parkrun websites that's been removed. There's, to my knowledge, no removing of names happening. That is not something that Parkrun would do. I just, I think that's wrong, definitely. And I'm sure that in in time we'll, we'll, we'll get that clarity and, and you know, I suppose that perspective and that patience is, is what's needed. I mean... We've had this this discussion. I'm sure when I listen back, Mel, I, I'm going to think I'm all over the place with my thoughts, and and that's because I am still processing the information. And and um, yeah, I suppose the caution you know, that I tell myself as as well as others is is you know we we do need to allow time for the response and and for the clarity and and um, to understand what is that actual change yeah. um, that that has been made. Mm, and I just I want to just reiterate just to be just to be kind to other people. People will have very strong reactions about this. Don't dismiss people's reaction. Everybody's got their own personal 
participation and, and motivation. So, you know, things are important to different people for different reasons. And, you know, look, initially when I heard the news about the age uh, records going, um, an event, what is it, the event totals, event records? Yes, yeah. event records. I kind of went, meh, don't really care, it doesn't affect me because mm. I, I don't rely on that. That's not a motivating factor personally for me and I was mm. all blasé about, oh, this isn't really going to affect my life till I completed Parkrun and came home and went to update my spreadsheet and went to click on the most events list. <laughs> I went, ah, ah. <laughs> where's the most events list gone? And, you know, and then the emotional reaction like, oh, no, I can't check. Um, but, you know, in reality that's probably a good thing because, yes, I was getting a little bit obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah, I think yeah, I think that's a, that's a, a helpful example of I'm sure you know a, a number of different perspectives that that people have had and and how it's it's um, mattered for them. Um, <laughs> just you know what's just occurred to me, Mel. So in other news, and and I suppose you know um, you know something to celebrate. Uh, you you mentioned records that there has been a record, and that is the highest number of parkrun volunteers ever in Australia. This parkrun day just gone. Uh, so five thousand nine hundred and eighteen parkrun volunteers volunteering at Australian parkrun events. Um, I mean, what a shame that that's. <laughs> been lost in in a lot of the sound and and it's a great statistic but that's not a motivating factor for me to motive to volunteer mm. or we might collectively make a record this week <laughs> do you know what i mean like yes and that's and it's not even something can we access that data or is that something parkland <laughs> needs to bring us that's Yes, that is a statistic that Parkrun does need to bring us. I'm sorry, you were trying to bring the vibe up, where it is, and I've just got <laughs> it completely stopped all over. I'm sorry. That's it. I, I climbed the hill. You, uh, <laughs> you, you, you stayed on the low path there. But uh, no, look, uh, and and thank you, listeners, for bearing with us. I, I, yeah, it is. Um, I'm sure something that we will hear more of, and there will be more information to come out. But. Um, yeah, I suppose as we, as we do say, you, you can reach out to us at parkrunadventures at gmail.com um, or at the Parkrun Adventures on Facebook if, if you'd like to share some of your thoughts. Uh, we, we may not be able to get to all of them um, if I base my... Thanks, Ollie. Just put that out there and then you'll yeah. and leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right, yeah. We'll deal with it. <laughs> Judging by the reaction on, on the socials, and, and granted, I've only checked the Parkrun Australia socials, but there's, there's certainly been a spike. So, um, Sure. Like, let's get mm. together collectively and think up, get a think tank going. We can mm. do Parkrun Shark Tank or something. I don't know. Anyway, there's more news, Ollie, that wasn't great news today come uh, out of uh, Kenya. Yeah, that's absolutely. Um, so, yeah, tragic news is that um, Calvin Kipton, who set a stunning world record in the marathon last October in Chicago, um, in so running two hours and 35 seconds, died in a car accident on February 11. Um in Kenya, as you say, and uh, that was according to the Daily Standard. He was just 24. 
um, his coach, uh, and I apologise for the pronunciation, but I believe it's Gervais uh, Hakizimana of Rwanda, um, who was 36, also died in the accident, according to the uh, the reports available today. Um, and yeah, so um, Kipton was only 23 when he smashed the previous marathon record, uh, which was held by Kipchoge and um, averaged 4.36 per mile for that distance. Um, <laughs> and he negative split the race, um, running an hour and 48 seconds in the, for the first half and 59 minutes and 47 seconds for the second. Um, truly remarkable athlete and, um, yeah, way too soon. Absolutely. So, yeah, very sad news coming today. I believe he'd only ran four official marathons. And so, obviously, there was plenty of talent and a lot more to come. So, yeah, mm. our thoughts mm. to that community and, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, look, I, I think with all of that discussion and all of the updates, uh, it's time maybe to, to throw to someone else for a while. So uh, reward everyone for their patience and, and listening through our conversation. Up the hill again. Up the hill. Lyndall, can you take us up the hill <laughs> with a roving report? G'day, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Lyndall, and today I am adventuring out to the lands of the Jagara, Yagara and Yugarapul people out at Ipswich, Queensland. Now, they are celebrating their 10th birthday. 10th birthday. Brilliant. There's balloons. There's lots of people building in all kinds of costumes. We've got dinosaur shorts. We've got tutus. We've got uh, superheroes. We've got like a fair, I think, fairy or Tinkerbell or something like that. Um, we've got a lot of people dressed up and a lot of people ready to have some fun. So let's get into it and um, I'll check in after the run. Alrighty, now I am here with Bridge. Bridge is here on the costume and cake trail at Ipswich. Um, her home park run is Nambour. Tell us what bring, brings you to Ipswich today. I uh, decided to come out to Ipswich today to get the, the eye on the alphabet challenge and um, uh, I'm picking up a brand new car today in Brisbane so I drove down from the Sunshine Coast uh, last night staying with my parents in Indrapilly um, so I just had a half hour drive out here to Ipswich this morning and um, I'm wearing a Tinkerbell outfit. Yes, no, the theme here was dress like you're 10. Tinkerbell is a fantastic outfit um, and there's a few people dressed up here isn't there today? Yeah, there's quite a few. Um, lots of I can see quite a few tutus. Um, there's uh, some superhero capes. Um, yeah, it's nice just to, to see people embrace the, the theme when there's a parkrun birthday party on. Exactly. Now you stood out. I love Tinkerbell. Now you said just before that you've driven down from the Sunshine Coast, so that's a couple of hours drive. Is that unusual for you or is this something, this is just a normal weekend for you? This is a typical weekend. I do, do I, I have sort of certainly um, clocked over a lot of kilometres in my car. So this is its last big adventure uh, before I get the new car today. But um, a couple of weeks ago I was out at Stanthorpe and uh, did the Stanthorpe Park Run and that was a lovely community out there. They were very welcoming and uh, interestingly ran into a friend from Brisbane we hadn't planned it but we both ended up being there at Stanthorpe and we ran <laughs> together so it was nice to catch up with him there in, in Stanthorpe. <laughs> Brilliant that's what the Parkrun community is all about new friends and old. Um, 
any other particular adventures that you've got that you'd like to tell us about? Um, I've done quite a lot of the park runs in Denmark. I've got family and friends in Copenhagen. So my PB is at Amagerstrand uh, Park Run, which is on a coastal uh, suburb of Copenhagen. It's dead flat, really fast running, beautiful conditions. On the day that I did the PB, I think it was about 16, 17 degrees, no humidity and um, really easy sort of run. So... Um, yeah, I love sort of doing the touristy park runs and when I'm overseas, I'll often sort of try and work out where the nearest park run is and, and sort of book my accommodation accordingly. <laughs> now, how many park runs are there in Denmark? Do you know? Uh, there's around, uh, they've only, they've had quite a number that have just started up over the last few months. I think they're up to about six or seven now in Denmark. They've got quite a lot. All right. And are you a country person yet? Um, in, in Denmark, yes. or, um, I can speak a little bit of Danish. I um, uh, know quite a lot of people over there in Denmark. Um, I get confused a lot for, as a local when I'm there. <laughs> I have tourists that come up to me and ask me for directions or speak really slow English to me, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> it is funny. It is funny indeed. Now, Denmark, so you're an international adventurer. What other countries have you done yeah, uh, Mount Etna in um, in Sicily. That was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it was a bit hard because of the sulphur and all of the uh, the stuff that you're breathing in the ash that you're breathing <laughs> in as you're running through there. Uh, but that was spectacular, incredible to sort of run there. Um, but yeah, heading back over to, to Denmark in June, July this year. So uh, looking, hoping to go just across to Sweden or Norway and do some park runs there as well. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Um, now, I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you for your top three park runs that doesn't include one of my favourites, Nambour, which is your home <laughs> park run. So, over to you, top three, based on whatever you like, based on the course, based on the experience that you had, based on whatever it is that you like. Um, Amiga Strand in Denmark, that would definitely be up there because that's across the road from where my brother lives and it's handy and uh, <laughs> lovely people there home away from home um rocks riverside because i really love the community there they're very welcoming and similarly forest lake because um beautiful community lovely people very welcoming brilliant all right now what is well i was going to say what's next but you said Denmark again in June. What else between that? Are you chasing any particular adventures or alphabet or any of those kinds of challenges? Yeah, definitely need to get Zilmia. That's yeah. been on my bucket list for a while. So definitely need to head out to Zilmia Park Run. Um, and just, I, I love the dress ups. I, I really love the theme <laughs> parties. So I know that St. Lucia's got a birthday party coming up soon. I uh, can't really remember what the theme is, but I'm sure I've got something yeah, yeah, that I'll yeah. find for that. I'm sure you will. I am. Um, I f- feel terrible that I've just shown up just with socks on. Just with my, just got my Wonder Woman socks on, and that's it. Because usually I love a dress up too. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today, Bridge, and all the best on your next adventure. Thank you very much. Thanks for the chat. <laughs> Alrighty, I think I've got the scoop of the day here. I'm talking to a young lady who is not only celebrating her birthday on Ipswich's birthday, but she is also dressed up in a fabulous costume and also, what else? Celebrating my 350th park run. Woohoo, high five. 
And now, what is your name? Mavis. Mavis. And do you normally run at Ipswich Park Run? Yeah, I usually run at Ipswich, but when we go on holidays, we'll try and find um, the nearest park run so we can keep our streak. Oh, this is brilliant. I also am on a tourist streak, which is part of why I am here. Tell me about some of your park run adventures to other places. What was your favourite one, not including Ipswich? Um, well, we went to... Uh, the Gold Coast and there was a lighthouse park run. I can't remember what it was called but it, we had to run on the sand. Oh, so that was a Sunshine Coast. I think you might mean Kiwana on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, and there was a lighthouse at the very top and from there it was all downhill but it was not very fun running all the way up. <laughs> it's a long way up, isn't it? And on the sand, you said, so that's a bit yeah. tough too. But the view from the lighthouse is pretty awesome. Yeah, we every time we go there, we take a picture at the top. Yeah. <laughs> and you were probably on holidays, but it makes it even better too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, tell me what else makes Parkrun fun. Um, all the people, because at the end of Parkrun and even during Parkrun, we always gather in groups and just chat about our week and how our run's been going. Yeah. It's really fun. And you can always go if you can always go to other groups and they'll be very welcoming. Excellent. So have you made some friends just right here at Parkrun? Uh, yeah, I have. I've met a few of my friends here. Um, some of them don't go here anymore, but we still kept a friendship. That is brilliant. Now, it's your birthday. It's Ipswich Queensland's Mom. birthday. There was a theme. What was the theme today? Do you remember what the theme was? Yeah. So um, I'm pretty sure it was silly socks because we. I always wear silly socks to Parkrun and... Um, <laughs> And I think tutus and also pink. Excellent. And you have you are bright pink and you've got your silly socks. Yep. Tell me about your silly socks. Um, so since my 50th park run, we always wear silly socks to park run every week. Um, <laughs> and I don't remember a day when we have ever matched so- socks yeah. to park run. So having unmatching socks is a bonus here. Yeah. Now, let, if I'm doing my maths right, that means you have worn odd and silly socks 300 times to park run. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that deserves another high five. All right. Now, what else? Now, this podcast is for people who like going to different park runs. So what would you like the people who listen to this podcast to know about Ipswich Queensland park run? I would like them to know that it's a really fun park run and the people are really nice here and there's lots of dogs so you can play with the dogs. <laughs> and... Um, it's a really good park run, even though there are a few hills, um, but it's a, it's a nice, nice challenge. <laughs> you eat, eat hills for breakfast, I think, don't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Nice work. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mavis, thank for talking you. to me. Congratulations thank on you. your 350 park runs and have an excellent birthday. Thank you. Hello, Rochelle. How are you today? Good, thank you. Now, um, you are the founding event director here of Ipswich, Queensland. You said a few words at the beginning, which I was really taken with. So would you like to tell a story of how you started Ipswich, Queensland Parkrun? Yeah, sure. Um, As I mentioned this morning, I discovered Parkrun when I was living in the UK. 
my little local park run was five laps around a little park and um, I used to do it in winter all rugged up and um, I had to come back to Ipswich. I actually was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was 31 so I came home to have treatment and uh, I thought well what else am I going to do? I used to fly as a flight attendant so I couldn't work for 12 months and um, the first thing I did when I came home was to see where the local park run was in Ipswich and I saw it was Augustine Heights which was a 20-30 minute drive and I thought how can Ipswich, a big city like this, only have a, you know, not have a local park run. So I remember I was out for my last run before surgery and I remember on the website they had a start your own park run button. So I went home and I jumped online and I I thought I'd, you know, click the send and fill out the details, but I was petrified. I thought I haven't lived here for 13 years. I didn't know anyone apart from family. I thought who's going to help run this event with me? But yeah, amazingly, my family pulled together. My mum was the photographer. My uncle came and did barcode <laughs> scanning every week. And um, yeah, so it just gave me a purpose. You know, even when I was having treatment um, before Parkrun started, my family and I used to map out the 5K course and find the right place for it. Uh, yeah, so it was amazing just to to be able to have that as something to focus on as well as treatment. And the most amazing thing of it is just watching communities come together. You know, I saw people's lives change from health to finding friendships at Parkrun and uh, community sporting groups that didn't exist beforehand. So, yeah, it's one of the most rewarding things I have been able to do in my lifetime. Right, I'm getting all <laughs> emotional just hearing you talk about that, Michelle. That's wonderful. And, um, you know, obviously the first... I'm imagining that Limestone Park here right in the middle of Ipswich was probably one of the first places you looked for a course. Yeah, well, there's a few rules when looking for a course. It couldn't go over roads. Uh, it had to stay within a, one area. So there weren't many options. And so the people that have been here from the start give me a lot of um, a hard time about the fact that there's hills and there's hills by two to do two laps. But, yeah, there was no other options around Ipswich. There's not many uh, flat places in Ipswich. And, yeah, it was um, it's great even being here with um, Little Athletics in the sheds. You know, we had a lot of support from from the you know Ipswich sporting community that came on board to help um, ensure this event could keep running each week. Yeah, look, don't worry about hills. Hills are fine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Limestone Park, as you say, has got lots of community groups. Has their home here oh, as yes. well. It's, ama- it's right, pretty much amazing. in the middle of Ipswich, isn't it? I'm not sure. I'm not from Brisbane. Yeah, yeah it's only a few kilometres from the centre of town, so it's quite easy for people to come from out outer skirts of Ipswich to a central place uh, to do the event. Yeah. And so you're no longer a local. You've I've spread your wings again from Ipswich. Yes. So I moved to Brisbane, and now I'm in Melbourne. So it was. Uh, the hardest part was actually um, have finding someone or having, you know, handing it over to someone else. But I was lucky, um, Kay um, Sherlock, who used to come, she took over. And I know there's been a few people since, but knowing that, you know, there was someone else that had the same care and love for, for the event um, to keep it running. And, yeah, 10 years later, it's still here, which is great. I feel like the care and love is still here, Rochelle. Um, I really do feel that. Um but back to you and other parkrun adventurers. Are you still parkrunning in Melbourne? Yes. So my local one, I live Bayside. So Chelsea Heights is my local one and Albert Park as well is not too far away. Although um, doing that with a pram with a thousand people is uh, quite a challenge. It sure is. Yeah. It sure is. All right. Now, do you do much other adventuring? Have you got a top three parkruns from your adventures around the world? Started in the UK. Did you do much adventuring over there? I didn't do too many. I only sort of discovered it just before I moved back home. But, yeah, I've done parkrun in um, South Africa, 
um, New Zealand. Oh gosh, I'm trying to remember all the countries. But yeah, any, anywhere you go, it's it's just the first thing you do is jump online and see where there's a local park run, even interstate when you travel. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for starting Ipswich Queensland Park Run, and thank you for everything that you've done for this community and the other communities that you've touched. No, absolutely. Thank you. Alrighty, Parkrun Adventurers, that is it. That is a wrap from me from Ipswich, Queensland, Parkrun. It is Ipswich, Queensland because, of course, there is an Ipswich Parkrun in the UK. Um, And it's a rare eye, as we alluded to with one of the interviews there. Um, I want to just give a quick shout-out to Chris and Sue, fellow adventurers who I met here today but couldn't stop for a chat because I had to get back onto a um, flight home to Sydney. So g'day Chris and Sue. Um, I'm sure I'll talk to you another time. Um, and yeah, Limestone Park, middle of Ipswich is where Ipswich Queensland Park Run is. Um, Ipswich being about 40 minutes west of Brisbane um, in southeast Queensland. And we did also allude to the hills. What I did not find out was there's hills throughout this course, but they talk about Heartbreak Hill. I want to know which one is Heartbreak Hill. I should have found that out while I was there. Oh, well, next time. <laughs> See you again on the Parkrun Adventures. This is Lyndall signing out. And thank you so much, Lyndall. Always great to hear from you. Appreciate you always bringing us the traditional lands too, just by the by. Um Lyndall spoke to tourist Bridget, who loves a dress-up, a woman after my own heart. Mavis, <laughs> who, little Mavis, doing her 350th park run on Ipswich's birthday in her silly socks. Mm-hmm. And the OGED Rochelle. So, yeah, great news there coming to us and uh, giving us a bit more insight into the park run that is Ipswich. Yes. No, happy birthday, Team Ipswich, and uh, thank you, Lyndall. But, Mel... Dazza time. And this week, Dazza said, it's umbrella day. Did you need one? Welcome to Dazza's, where the coffee and smiles make even rainy days good days. How was your parkrun morning? And some of those comments included from Ingrid Botha in New South Wales, when Paris met Harry. (laughs) It was lovely to see Jill McClintock at Dolls Point today, and yes, we needed that umbrella. Paris always looks like she's cross at me for throwing water at her when it's raining, but she did well, nevertheless. And the photo there was uh, Ingrid and Jill with Paris and Harry, the one and only Harry the Hover Dog. Oh, that was pretty exciting. I loved that photo. Yeah. And we also heard from Ian and Lydia Knox coming to us from the greatest state. No umbrella required at Kirkdale Reserve Parkrun, which celebrated their second annual Pride Parkrun event. So I brought my loud shirt, and I believe that was Ian speaking, um, and the photo showed Ian and Lydia, loud shirt evidenced, with Parkrun Pride chalked on the ground and a Pride flag hanging in the shelter behind them. So as an aside, Melbourne has been celebrating its LGBTQIA plus Midsummer Festival, which runs over 22 days in January and February each year. And it's great to have Kirkdale Reserve Parkrun getting on board with a Pride-themed event. Now, from WA, David Bravos. Little Lucy is currently having a stay at Perth Children's Hospital Resort and Spa. So I ducked to the nearest park run and previous Palm host, UWA Park Run. 
As many in Perth are saying, even the shadiest park runs are a slog when it's over 30 degrees at 8 o'clock. So the only umbrella you'll see is a mini parasol in my breakfast cocktail. And uh, Chloe added there that Lucy is on the mend, thankfully, after a bout of pneumonia and should be right as rain in time for Palm. And uh, we, we did get the picture of Dave in the shade at UWA and evidence that Lucy is indeed improving. Get well soon, Lucy. Yes, seconded. Now, we also heard from Peter LaRue coming to us from South Africa, and he said, sunny day after rain overnight here, but I DNF'd at Boxburg Park Run after the three-year-old's legs gave out after 1.5 kilometres. Spent the morning playing on the seesaw and swings instead. Vitality points and park run stats can wait. And there was no photo but a uh, uh, nice little image in my mind with uh, swings and seesaws. It sounds like Peter's got his priorities right. Absolutely, absolutely. Now in the UK, it was Smith time. Tamsin Smith, who said, lovely run at Seaton today with Morgulin and Stuart, but I needed a hot chocolate afterwards. And the picture there of Morgulin on course with a fabulous view of the ocean and what looks like a line of flags blowing in the breeze. Yes, that was a good shot. Mm. And we also had Michael Blaine coming to us from Kingsland and he said, great morning with the superb volunteer team and so friendly locals at Weeper Park Run. Now, I wanted to bring this one to everybody because unless you're Australian, you might not realise that Weeper is probably one of the most remote park runs in the country. So Michael shared a photo of himself and a friend in the Weeper selfie frame. And the friend, interestingly enough, was on tiptoes. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of cute. But, yeah, well done for getting up there, Michael. I have met Michael at uh, Descona Junior Park Run. He's a junior volunteer we like to acknowledge our junior volunteers we certainly do we certainly do now uh another coming to us from south africa was johan from the channel 5 news crew of course uh saying uh after the umpteenth heat wave of this summer it was a pleasant surprise to wake up to light drizzle and a much cooler morning in durban as we headed out to fig tree park run south africa where no brollies were needed but the locals got their jackets I joined Jenny Saunders, Linda Christian Lance, and Gillian or Gillian? I'll take a guess and say Gillian Finlay to get a closer look at this event, which looks like spaghetti on the course map and snakes around the hills. After the first time as briefing, I felt a bit more confused, but once running, it all made sense and snaking up and down the hills was really enjoyable. But it is a toughie, although not as challenging as the nearby Thousand Hills Park Run. That sounds fun. Uh, An awesome volunteer team made the visit all the more pleasant. And uh, photo there was Johan with the three lovely ladies all in green shirts and showing their legs with the green fields around them. (laughs) Now, coming to us. From Tasmania, it was Val Warwick. No umbrella needed today, but the headwind on the return leg at Bells Parade Parkrun was enough to blow one away if we'd had one. Steve and I walked together and there was pics of selfies on course by the water and by the finish flag. Yeah. Now, South Australia, Janet Reid said, Oh my gosh, Dazza, 
So here's the thing. I had the best morning aboard the mothership Lockheed because despite forgetting to start my watch, I ran happy for the first time in over two years. Really, really happy. It was just beautiful. <laughs> well, in my head, it was beautiful. Not too sure about the, my running style, but I am a whip. That is a work in progress, and that's okay. Numbers were down on last week, thank goodness, but we still had a great turnout. Clear blue skies, smiling faces, and chirping birds made me even happier. No umbrella needed here. I hope you had a great morning chatting with everyone. See you next week, Dazza. And uh, we saw some pictures of Janet looking happy. Last but not least, we heard from Graham Wilkinson coming to us from the USA, and he said, Hi, Dazza. I had a great run at Livonia Park Run on Saturday to tick off my 11th country. Such a friendly crowd of people in a place I might never have visited if not for Park Run. My junior RD nickname of Sun God held up well while it was a little chilly, no umbrellas were needed. No more Park Runs for a while for me. I'm off to Argentina for a few weeks before returning home with a new volunteer to help me out on Sunday mornings. It's not just parkrun love that's in the air. And Graham shared two emojis and one was a little church and one was a little engagement ring. So I am taking from that that Graham is off to get married in Argentina. Surely I've interpreted that correctly. <laughs> it's a sure thing, surely. <laughs> but uh, that's that's fantastic. It's <laughs> a sure thing. So that's exciting. Yes. Adventurer weddings, hooray! Yes. And and junior volunteer adventurers <laughs> too. Even better. So congratulations, Graham, and your lovely bride to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, but, the, yeah, thank you, everyone, for joining us at Dazzers this week. We did get a lot of comments uh, once again, um, but uh, it's time for an envelope, Mel. It is. It is. So would you like to do the honours? I've got the camera ready. I don't know if everybody's continuing to enjoy <laughs> my photos. I am posting them. I usually wait a few days before because it says it's a spoiler, yeah, you see. yeah. But I think the people uh, who are the recipients are enjoying seeing the photos. So do the honours, please. Okay. Well, interestingly, there's a bit of a quote here which says, um, when I get a new book, I read the last page first. That way, if I die before I finish, I know how it comes out. That, my friend, is a dark side. <laughs> and the winner is... When Paris met Harry. Hooray! <laughs> and I, I do believe that's a uh, that's a quote there. And uh, yeah, fittingly, because um, that was our first Dazza's entry uh, that we read out. So uh, yeah, there's my yeah. tenuous link there. But uh, yeah, well done to two of our <laughs> favourite uh, bark runners. And see if you can pick up the few little um, <laughs> tenuous giggles and jokes that have peppered through the pot That's today. right. That's right. But, um, Mel, I don't believe we have any emails yet. <laughs> Wait for the complaints. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll take a pause here. And last week Rachel did mention that uh, after hearing about the current podcasts, it was time for the, uh, the past podcasts. So in the theme of things not around any longer, it's time for Club Corner. This is Rachel with Club Corner, coming to you from Aranda Country, and in 2024 I am making things snappy. 
Continuing with the podcast news, this time takes on a retrospective nature, starting with a perhaps defunct podcast. Park Run Life, from an Aussie, named Luke Morris. The last episode was loaded in October 2023, after about 20 episodes since mid-2022. Now for the, yeah, they are defunct pods. Free, weekly, timed, the official, unofficial Parkrun pod from Parkrun HQ. The Parkrun show, the previous incarnation of Danny and Nicola, and it went off the air in March 2015 with nearly four years of episodes. The Parkrun Show, Australia, an Aussie version of the Parkrun Show, hosted by Aussies, about Australia, but no longer available on the web. It ended with 50 episodes, in 2014, after airing for 12 months. Stay Frosty Parkrun, last time to air in November 2019, with 42 episodes in their feed. The 930 Club, about Parkrun in Ireland, last to air in August 2020. Lace Up and Listen, from Amelia Uphill in the UK with 20-plus episodes spread over 18 months or so. I even found a few long-since-ceased parkrun pods from individual events. Things have certainly changed on the comms front over nearly 20 years of parkrunning. From all the podcasts listed this time and last, I recommend listening to the entire back catalogue of parkrun adventurers, the parkrun show, and with me now, try to do them in chronological order if you can, as it makes a nice journey, and those shows do have some banter back and forth winky face. And remember, stay tuned for our future club corners. And thank you to Rachel. Quite a few there, Ollie. I can say that although I have never listened to the UK Parkrun show, I have listened with me now from its beginning. I did also listen to Free Weekly Time, but that is the extent of my Parkrun podcast repertoire, apart from ours, of course. Yes. But there was a few in there I hadn't heard of. Some familiar names in there, but um, yeah, we, we do love our parkrun podcasting community we do but what we also love mel is our adventurous club (laughs) and the adventurous consolidated club report for saturday uh the 10th of february 2024 of a total of 554 members 424 took part on this date in eight countries across 225 locations in the uk there were adventurers at 34 events three in South Africa and the USA, and one each in Austria, Ireland and Norway. Locally, we had adventurers at 51 events in the Greater State, 45 in Kingsland, 41 in New South Wales. They're third. They're third. The West Side had 16. South Australia had 13. Tassie had six. There was five in the ACT, three on the North Island, two on the South Island, and none in the Northern Tree. In terms of our our fronds, our largest international frond, uh, the Smiths. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> At Seaton in the UK with three. And our largest frond, Ollie, was... Eight adventurers at North Wollongong, which is, was, of course, me and you and Beck Bailey and Patty Oshimo, Andrew and Eva Blander, Hannah Newton and James Thomas. Now, launches, mm. new hatches to the Parkrun family. We've got one in Tassie. Yes. We've got a special one in Tassie. Zian Golf Club in Tasmania. Welcome to the family. Um, so... In Tassie, so it's a 9am start, located on the west coast and approximately 140 kilometres southwest of Burnie. It is a double out and back. That's probably the quicker version of um, out and back is what I should have said for North Wollongong. Along the Spray Tunnel MTB Trail. (laughs) What is a Spray Tunnel, Lolly? I'm glad you (laughs) asked, Mel. It is a 100 metre long abandoned train tunnel that leads to what 
was the Spray Silver Mine. The tunnel was carved through the hill so that ore could be moved from the mine. The tunnel is unusually shaped like a keyhole, approximately 3 metres high and 2.2 metres wide and 100 metres long. In the middle of the tunnel, you can shine a torch light to the ceiling and discover glowworms. At event number one, there were 65 participants with 10 first-time park runners, and it's great to see a park run reach the West. Hooray. And, yes, two Zs in Australia mm. now. Go us. That one might be easier for me to get to. We shall see. Now, there was also a launch uh, in the Netherlands, Ollie, Van Heek Park. I don't know if that's correct pronunciation, Van Heek Park. Would you say that? I would. He's Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> this event is in a park in Enschede. And it's three laps around the edge of a park on asphalt and dirt path. There was 87 participants and 61st ever first-timers. Now, that's high, 60 out of 87. Yeah, it really is. In Sheed, I'm going to say I'm pretty confident. I think I've heard, oh, well, no, don't believe me. What have you Googled? No idea. Okay. (laughs) Well, anyway, we did our best. That's right. Don't shoot the messenger. Now, as far as adventurer PBs go, we had James Thomas. Hooray! That's right. That's right. That's the only one I've looked up, so my apologies to the other PBers out there. But uh, given we're on the scene, Mel, congratulations to James Thomas with a new PB of 42.37. That's actually my bad, Ollie, because they were in the Consolidated Club Report data that I received, and if we just keep talking for two more seconds. Pad, pad, pad. Mm. I can tell you that, yes, there was two other. There was Jeff Reed, who Ooh. ran a PB at Lockheel in a time of 30 minutes 22. Happy time, Jeff. And Bill Lodwick, who ran a PB at Berwick Waters in a time of 22 28. Well done, Bill. So, congratulations to those three guys. And congratulations also to one of our adventurers uh, for the milestone of the V100, Andrew Yeatman at Perry Lakes Park Run. So congratulations and thank you for volunteering. And he also popped into Dazza's, although I did not copy and paste <laughs> the post that he said, but I do believe it was, uh, yes, as you said, 100 as um, photographer. Yes, that's right. Specifically yes. calls himself the paparazzi. <laughs> so it, <laughs> uh, And he's got a total of 140 volunteers all up. Mm. So well done to Andrew. Now, of course, everyone, please remember if you'd like to track us to track, I should say, these achievements, you can add the Adventurous Club as one of your five affiliations on your Parkrun profile. And um, just to ensure our pod has a conversation about stats, if you'd like some (laughs) stats, please check out www.theinformant, one word, .me uh, for whichever stats the informant is able to reach. Oh, he's been busy problem-solving all mm. night and day, I do believe, mm. finding workarounds. So never you worry, he'll find a way. But it's time for us to look at next week, Ollie. Um, I think we usually go to me first, but let's go to you. Let's go to me. Oh, can you say it in a way that you don't say it? I, uh, I've i just put my name down as timekeeper, so I'll be volunteering um, <laughs> looking over a beautiful beach somewhere. Oh, I don't know where that would be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, me, I am hoping to get to Ballpark Park Run, one of our relatively new events. I don't know what they're up to. They must be up to about three or four by now. In the ballpark there, yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up in Corowa um, on the Victorian New South Wales border. So we'll see. We might do a stupid o'clock drive to get up to that. Oh, it's only about three hours, oh. so it should be right. No, well, safe travels, Mel, for, and for our listeners. If you've made it this far, if you've listened to our uh, <laughs> many, many discussions, <laughs> our ups and our downs, uh, safe travels to you too. We, uh, we wish you all a happy park run day, enjoying it your way. But, Mel, as always... Anyone and everyone may contact us via Parkrun Adventurers on Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. That is it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to episode 360. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 360 something. <laughs> I'll start again. <laughs> they did like me giggling more. They did. It was highly rated.